It's All Things Considered on Minnesota Public Radio News. I'm Stephen John. The next time you visit the doctor, you may also get to see everything they have to say about you. That's our Tuesday topic with Dr. John Hallberg. You've probably already gotten invites from your doctor or insurance company to take a look at your personal portal to track your appointments, procedures, and lab results, but there's a new movement proposing that doctors also open their personal notes so we can read what they have to say about our health. The record-sharing philosophy is called Open Notes, and to talk about it, we're joined by our resident medical analyst, Dr. John Hallberg. Hi, John. Hi, Stephen. How is this different from... They say my chart system uh, that uh, a doctor uses. Well, this is sort of the last holdout of what we've been sharing with patients. Uh, you you know you pointed out you can look at your lab results, you can see maybe reminders that you need some kind of testing done for healthcare maintenance purposes. But our clinic notes has been sort of this sacred bastion of our own thoughts about patients. Now, technically, everyone owns their own charts; they own their own uh, information. But this has not been something that we've been sharing up until recently. Why now with this next step uh, with open notes? Well, the thought is that if we allow patients to look at clinician notes, that care will be more efficient, that it will improve sort of the the clinician-patient communication, and maybe most importantly, that patients will be sort of activated. They'll be uh, more involved with their own health and health care. John, in the past before any real medical records were shared with with doctors. Was there sort of a mindset by the medical community that there was a need to be circumspect with their patients, that uh, too much information uh, may be a bad thing? Well, I think this goes back hundreds of years that if people look at the way we still, if we're writing things by hand, we'll have little abbreviations that are part Latin, part Greek, part symbol. And I think there was always this idea that we're going to try and keep things separate from patients, that they shouldn't know about certain things. But of course, we've gotten you know way beyond that. And we all know now that we need to be on the same page. So no longer do we need to keep things sort of secret and, and just to ourselves. And is there ever a reason why you would not share uh, more information? Well, you know, if you think about why we do clinic notes to begin with, I think it's to document a story. So I know what I'm going to do the next time I see that patient. I think that's important for communication purposes from provider to provider or the nursing staff. Um, and then for medical legal purposes. Um, but if you really look at all those reasons, there's no reason not to share it with the patients. There's no reason to keep something from them. Have you ever had a patient question what you've had to say about that? <laughs> oh, yes, I have. Um, I can recall, I don't know, it's maybe my second or third year of practice many years ago, and a patient got his records, was going to the Mayo Clinic for a second opinion, was reading them on the bus ride down, and he read a simple term. I simply said in one line that the patient was at baseline, which to my mind simply meant that he was at the same place he had been, nothing had changed, but he interpreted that to mean that it was a slight on his intelligence, that he was at baseline, that he wasn't very bright. And he was so mad when he came back to meet with me, and he went through you know, line by line with yellow highlighted uh, areas that he wanted to review. And I'm happy to report that all the studies are showing that that is an absolute minority of kind of a response that people have. The vast majority are happy to see their notes, and they are not too nitpicky, which is some of the good news. In a time when patients are grading their doctor's on the care they receive. Could doctors be facing a situation where they may be crafting the language they use to keep uh, patients happy, but possibly... (laughs) 
sacrificing some directness? Yeah, you know, I think that's a concern that you don't want to use words like depression or obesity. But the reality is we have to code for those things anyway. We can't get around that. I can't deny if someone is, you know, has a body mass index of 45 that they're morbidly obese, you know, that that obesity is causing illness. And so we just have to be honest with that. And I think that if patients realize that, that, well, you know, we're on the same page and we don't need to shy away from, from honest language like that. All right. Thanks a lot. My pleasure, Stephen. Dr. John Hallberg is an associate professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Minnesota and medical director of the Mill City Clinic in Minneapolis.